It's time, folks. It is time. It's time to get excited for Tanner Morgan in his final year. I know you're rolling your eyes. You're like, what are you talking about? Get out of Hear me out. I'll tell you why on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm host Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Gophers with you each and every day of the week now. It is off-season, so our schedule is a little bit slightly changed. We are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the month of July, and then once we hit August, we're back to Monday through Friday every day of the week. So we're almost there, folks. It's almost time for football we're getting there there's less and less Saturdays where we won't be watching the games so get excited and when it comes to gopher sports tune in to locked on golden gophers each and every day of the week be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts whether that be on apple Podcasts, spotify itunes you name it find us at locked on golden gophers be sure to subscribe on youtube drop your comments on what you're liking interact with other people in the community we're having a good time over on youtube we're answering questions as we go let me know what you want to talk about below let me know players that you want to have on the podcast and have me interview them and i will work on it i will work on it to get it done for you but wait no further. We're going to talk about Tanner Morgan a lot today, and then we'll give an update on where we're at with some recruits in the recruiting process as well. It's been a dry spell for us. But before we get all to that, to all of that, I want to thank our sponsor for the episode, LinkedIn Jobs, for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions will apply. All right, so we've got all the formal stuff out of the way, and now it's time to talk Tanner Morgan. Now, I get it. People have Tanner Morgan fatigue. It's year six in the program, and people are over it. People are sick of it. He's 23. They're over it. He's been here too long, and people are fatigued by Tanner Morgan. But let's take a look at the numbers because, you know, we know it was bad last year. But how bad was it? So let's take a look at passing yards per game by year with Tanner Morgan. Now, his freshman year, when he played, when he started the games, he averaged 205.7 yards per game in the games that he started. Not bad, especially for a freshman. Now, 2019, he averaged 250.3 yards per game. This was his record-breaking season with offensive coordinator Kirk Soraka in town. And we all know how great 2019 was 11 and two for the Gophers. We're hoping to have something similar or better this season. Now, 2020, it was a downtick for him, 196.3 yards per game, but let's not forget that was only in seven games in the COVID season where tons of people were missing time, tons of key players, including offensive line pieces, 
tight ends, I mean, key players were missing significant time. Some players, the, the Big Ten started delayed and got jump-started late. And so players were coming off of not having their normal camp, all sorts of factors in there. So only seven games played. He had 196.3 yards per game. He could have gotten above that 200 mark like he did in his freshman and sophomore seasons. But we can't, we can't predict how that season would have played out. So then let's take a look at 2021. Well, in 2021, Tanner Morgan had 157.3 yards per game. Only two games he had above 200 yards, and neither of those were above 210. So they were just barely above the 200-yard mark. And one of those was the very first game of the season. So it was a rough go, not much pass yardage. I know I've said it on the show before. I know others like Ryan Burns have been saying it as well, that the Gophers were fourth worst in pass attempts, only behind the armed forces teams, the Navy, the Army, and the Air Force, teams that are historically known to run, 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 and then run. Tanner Morgan had 157.3 yards per game last year. Pitiful, terrible, but it's not all on him. And it has a lot to do with our offensive coordinator last year. Sanford was not good. Let's take a look at touchdowns passing-wise. Freshman year, he had nine touchdowns, 1.3 per game. 2019, the great year that we love and know, 30 touchdowns, 2.3 per game. 2020, seven touchdowns in the shortened season with one per game. And then 2021, 10 touchdowns with 0.77 per game. You can see right there, even in a shortened season, he had less touchdowns per game. He had less touchdowns per game and less yards per game in a full season last year than he did in the shortened season the year prior. I'm sorry, but Last year, with a pitiful offensive coordinator, we saw pitiful numbers. That's just how it is. So I get being tired of Tanner Morgan. I get seeing the downward trend over the last couple of years, how it could make you upset and want to move on. But at the same time, when he's been with a competent coordinator, he's had success. When he's been with a good coordinator, he's done really well. So Let's have some patience. And the thing that doesn't get stated enough is that he's never been double digits in interceptions. He's fairly good at taking care of the ball. Now, it's not always the flashiest. It's not always the most exciting. It may not be huge bombs down the field. It might be dink and dunk at times. You know, there may be moments of dink and dunk, and, but we can ride a game manager to success. We can have success with a game manager as long as we have efficiency in taking care of the ball, which he does take care of the ball, and the efficiency can come with a good offensive system. We've seen it. We've seen it happen before. So what does it mean for Tanner Morgan moving into this last season? What can we expect? What is a realistic expectation of how to approach this year? I'm going to tell you that coming up next, and it's something to at least be happy about. But first, we got to talk about our friends over at LinkedIn. See, as the sun comes out on small businesses back in business, 
LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a job, free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. You just add your job, then you can add that hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can see and help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy for candidates with the right skills and experiences to be the only ones that are showing up for you. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's right, 40 million job seekers. You got to be there. If you're looking to hire, you need to be on LinkedIn and LinkedIn jobs, you can do it for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. And you will be able to post your job for free. Now terms and conditions apply, but it's the great way to help your small business get the right candidates and do it today. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Speaking of locked on, I want to thank you for making locked on Golden Gophers your first listen and the one stop shop for Golden Gopher sports. This is a show where we always continue to row good through the good, through the bad, through the exciting, through the boring. We're always here for you. So tell a friend about the show, tag a friend on Twitter to let them know about the show and subscribe on YouTube. Now, we just talked about how last year was pitiful for Tanner Morgan, but it looks a little beyond him. It's more so on the offensive system itself. So what does it all mean for this season? Now, the worst is behind us, in my opinion, and Sanford likely heavily contributed to that. Even with his slower pace in 2020, Tanner Morgan likely would have put up 2,600 yards and about 15 touchdowns in that slow season in 2020 where we heavily, heavily, heavily ran the ball and Mo Ibrahim became the Big Ten running back of the year. Now that we're back with a competent OC, not only a competent, but a high-powered offensive coordinator with Kirk Soraka back in tow, he was our 20 to 20. 2019 success. He was the offensive coordinator here. He contributed a lot to that. He's back here now. We don't need to immediately jump to conclusions that we're going to be right back to it. If we are, fantastic. If we're better, great. But we can still be below that threshold and be a great football team, be a great offense. And having a better defense to pair with a more consistent offense big things could happen folks big things could happen now like i said he's back with a competent offensive coordinator but we don't need to expect 2019 but i would expect better than his freshman numbers now let me repeat what his freshman numbers were for you his freshman year numbers when he was starting he was averaging 205.7 yards per game and 1.3 touchdowns per game. 
I think that we can anticipate better than that, just having the experience, having been through it all and understanding it paired with a competent system will get at least better than that, in my opinion. So let's say we put them at 215 yards per game. That's still almost 40 yards less than the 2019 season per game. And let's put them at 1.7 touchdowns per game. He was at 2.3 during the 2019 season. So both of these are still quite a bit lower than what we saw in 2019. If you do that across 13 games, that's 2,800 yards and 22 touchdowns. And then you're likely going to have under 10 interceptions because he's good at taking care of the ball. Yes, he has some boneheaded moves and some boneheaded mistakes where we could have less interceptions than what he has had, but what quarterback doesn't at the collegiate level? But the fact that he has under double-digit interceptions consistently, he hasn't seen a single year yet, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that he'll take care of the ball. So to, if I told you that Tanner Morgan passes for 22 touchdowns, almost 3,000 yards, and has less than 10 interceptions, I think you would be happy. If I told you that today, that this season, Tanner Morgan will have nearly 3,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, and less than 10 interceptions, you'd be like, okay, I'm good. Let's do it. Let's see it. Now, most Gopher fans, you tell that, plus knowing that we're going to at least still lean towards the running game. I'm, it's going to be more balanced attack. We're not going to see Naval Academy level, levels of passing again, but I still would say with the, given the running back room that we have, we'll lean on the run more. We'll probably be 60 40 55 45 with uh passing to rushing elements but even if you lean towards that and you know that you have the ground game with mo and tracen and zach and you know you'll find success on the ground and then i tell you those numbers almost three thousand yards 22 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions from tanner you were having a good season. You would know that we had success. You would feel more optimistic about the outlook of this year. Now, yes, I know that we are excited for Ethan Kaliakmanis, and I'm excited. I've been tooting the horn, driving the train, ready for him to take the reins because he's got a skill set we haven't seen. But enjoy this year with Tanner Morgan because it will be a good ride. The worst is behind us. So enjoy it. It's going to be good. We're winning the Big Ten West, folks. I got a gut feeling. I'm ready for it. I'm not just, just because I'm a fan going for it. I truly believe our team is talented enough to take the division this year. Now, can we win the entire Big Ten? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know if we stack up with Ohio State or Michigan right now, and that will have to be determined either in the Big Ten Championship or as we play teams like Michigan State and Penn State and show what type of team we are truly. But I do believe we can win the division. I do believe we are favorable in the division, and now it's time to go out there and prove it. So... Just be true to Tanner this year. Be, I know it's fatigued, but enjoy it because I think we're going to be surprised by the numbers that he can produce and most importantly, how he can take care of the ball. 
Now we're going to wrap up the show talking about an update on our recruiting targets, at least the guys who have visited campus and what to expect or what we're hearing so far. But first, I want to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is bringing you more odds, more props, and more lines than ever. So be sure to head on over there. They're doing the latest updates on drafts. They're doing the latest updates on futures, Heisman, winning totals, over-unders for the upcoming college season, as well as NFL futures are starting to come out. MVP, winning totals for the NFL. You know, college basketball will be up there soon enough. So head on over to Bet Online for your latest lines and to follow the trends in action. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, we're going to wrap this one up. Again, I appreciate you all for listening. Please leave a five-star review wherever you get podcasts. If you're on Spotify, if you look up in the little corner up above, uh, it's to the like top left, you can see a star review. Please give us five stars. If you're on Apple Pods, iTunes, wherever you're at, please give a five-star review. It helps that podcast get to other Gopher fans that also listen. It helps us build the community and it helps us get more ears on this and build. You're one of the best fan bases in the country. I have no doubt about that, but we're highly underrated and people don't give us enough credit, even as a fan base. So let's build it up. Let's show them what, what Gopher fans are all about. I appreciate it, but let's talk about the update on recruiting targets. I'm going to fly through some of these and we're going to close the show up. So Tavion Gadsden, look, folks, Tavion Gadsden's not coming here. We need to let the hope go for this one. He's crystal balled the FSU. He's absolutely, he absolutely raved about Tennessee after he had already had his official visit here, he hadn't even, I don't even know if he had an offer officially from Tennessee at that point, but he went on an unofficial visit, loved it so much that he scheduled an official visit and got a look there. And like I said, he's crystal balled the FSU and he has an offer from Georgia. He's not coming here. That's I'm not going to dive in too much on that one. Let that one go. Elanius Davis, we're going to find out today. Today is the big day. I would say it's between us and Washington from the sources that I've heard from. And honestly, he may be leaning Washington. We're going to know soon enough. It likely comes down to, in my opinion, it comes down to, do you want to play right away and have an opportunity to make an impact immediately at maybe a lesser division, lesser conference, lesser level, possibly, some could say. Washington fans would probably argue, but I regress. Or do you want to stay home, be near family? Yes, it might take more time to develop and get on the field, but you're in a more, a higher caliber conference. And, but you likely don't see the field in significant chunks for maybe a year or two, maybe not till 2024. That's where he's probably weighing these ideas. And I can't blame him. He's crystal balled to Washington. So you know, they're pretty accurate with their crystal balls. But that being said, it's a crystal, two scores in there. One is a five and one is a six. So they're not heavy, heavy gut feelings or heavy expectations, but it's looking bleak, folks. It's looking bleak. Honestly, I can't blame him either way. Best wishes to him and his family, but hopefully he stays home and he lands here and he's rolling with the Gophers. Now let's move on to 
Asa Newsom, he's a linebacker. He seems to be between Iowa, Minnesota, and Stanford. Now, Iowa is heavily on his trail, heavily pushing for him. But I don't know, folks. I don't know about that. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. But first, <clears throat> Kansas State was also an official visit of his. But according to 247, he's cooled down on them in relation to the other three. So it seems like it's really between the three. Stanford has not really had football success. I know there's been light rumors that will they keep their football program? <clears throat> really, it's an academic portion that stands out with Stanford. But Minnesota and Iowa, I think, is where it's going to likely lead or be down to. It's going to be down to those two schools. And here's where it gets interesting. I don't understand Iowa fully because similar to Alanius, but the opposite. Iowa, he would have tons of competition to see the field. They signed two commits at the linebacker at the linebacker position last year they have two commits at the linebacker position this year thus far and they've got three guys already signed at the linebacker or committed at the linebacker position in next year's class that's seven linebackers committed over three years and they're still really pushing for him to join them that's a lot of competition to be able to try to see the field early or even at all seven people within a two-year three-year time span that's a lot of competition whereas Minnesota not as much competition here I believe we have one or two linebackers committed from last year I don't oh we have one linebacker committed this year for sure and one committed next year so not as much of a crowded room on top of that you'd probably be able to see productive time earlier now, if we're gonna make that, if we're gonna make that argument for Newsom, then we can't be mad at Alenius if he takes that exact same approach to Washington on the opposite end. So it's a give and take here, folks. Now, hopefully, if we do end up losing Alenius, which I hope we don't, hopefully that same thought process and logic will land us Newsom here. So that would be a great, a great get for us, but we're just going to have to see time will tell. Next, uh, I've got three more guys to talk about. The next one is Marjavius Moss. No real update on this front. Baylor and Minnesota are the only visits he's taken. I believe I read that his Baylor visit was canceled, but 247 still lists them as the official visit from June 24th. So we're going to run with that for now. Uh, he got an offer from OK State, as I mentioned, that happened before that Baylor visit, but no new news otherwise. So to me, no new news means hopefully good news for the Gophers since we sat at the top of his list in that first position prior to. We're just going to have to see. We're going to have to let the season. It'll probably go late in the fall, I think, because we haven't heard too much. It seems like he's really kind of letting his recruitment settle and taking a look at what what potential offers could come or where he exactly stands but having those developed relationships as long as the coaches are continuing with them and checking in on him and showing him the love I think it'll go a long way I think it will help a lot so I am still at least a little bit bullish on Marjavius Moss 
you know, Cam Fleming, I'm not as convinced that he's coming here. Uh, we had talked with John Garcia last time he was on the podcast about him. Now it's great to see he's still heavily considering us and that we're in contention. But similar to Moss, no real updates on this front. It's between Virginia Tech, UNC, and Minnesota as far as we can tell. No date set as far as when he will commit. And I noticed in middle of June, he had tweeted that whoever takes or whoever gets Dorian Fleming also gets him. Now, it seemed like more of a joke, and he was just hyping his guy. But Virginia Tech did, about 10 days later, bring Dorian Fleming, at least on campus, to their facilities towards the end of June. So we'll see. Maybe it wasn't a joke. Maybe it wasn't hyping his guy. Maybe it was for real. We'll find out. Time will tell. And then the last guy I want to talk about is Jarvis Hayes. Just really quickly, I think he is a likely addition with no timeline. So I do think that the Gophers have a very good shot at Jarvis Hayes. He, it's really only us in Iowa State so far that are power five schools that have even offered him. He's a wide receiver. So it's a position that we could use some more uh, attention to. Uh, that's one to maybe keep on your radar. So people that I'm really considering as maybe they could be here, I'd go 50-50 flip between Alenius and uh, Newsom. We'll see. Hopefully we get one of the two. Uh, Marjavius Moss, I'm still excited on. Cameron Fleming, uh, Fleming, I am doubtful. Tavian Gadsden, you should have stopped a long time ago. And then Jarvis Hayes, I think will head this way. Anybody else? We're still going to have to continue looking and keeping our ears to the ground. But again, recruiting is in waves, folks. We've gotten through kind of that summer wave. Maybe we'll hear a little bit more towards this end of the summer, but then fall as games and high school even starts to pick up. Recruiting will probably pick up a little bit. We'll probably hear a bit more in that October, November range. And then the last wave will be January, February before we're fully focused on 24. That's going to do it for us at Lockdown Golden Gophers. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following, subscribing, and grading us five stars wherever you go. You're the best fans in the Big Ten and one of the best groups in the nation. Keep showing out. I got nothing to love for you, and I'll see you.